Hello and welcome into another episode of Just Jets. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you. We have a fun episode to get into. They're all fun, but it's a very important episode because we are announcing a couple new things over on the program. I never, I, I never turn my headphone volume up enough, and then I f- always feel like... I'm reaching over and then having to adjust that after the fact, which you would think after 206 of these freaking episodes, I'd be able to figure it out. But anyway, we are going to get into your voicemails to close the show, as always, but we will do a trade target who has a cheaper cost than I think a lot of people anticipated. We will get into the Jets landing a new wide receiver coach. But first, before we get into any of that, there is a major announcement for not only me, but for the Talking Jets channel. I'm sure if you're watching, you know who Green Bean and Ryan are. I do a show with them every single Tuesday, Tuesday nights for the last four, five years. It's been a long time, eight to 10 every Tuesday. It's an absolute blast. But something else we do every single year that I love, it's my favorite thing. It's an exhausting weekend, but it's my favorite thing in the world. We draft, we draft, the Jets draft and we live stream the entirety of all the NFL draft, all, th- all three days, all seven rounds. We are live for the event. But this time we're doing things a little bit different. For night one, round one, when the Jets are picking 10th, we will not only be live streaming, but we are doing an in-person event for the first time on Long Island. Myself, Ryan, and Green Bean will be doing a live broadcasting and hosting a draft party, the Talkin' Jets draft party. Tickets now on sale over on TalkinJets.com. We are so excited for this one. For the entirety of the first round, we will be at the main event in Farmingdale. The ticket for this includes a t-shirt. So you're getting a t-shirt from us, a first Talking Jets t-shirt. It includes raffle tickets. We're raffling off a bunch of stuff. Uh, it includes an open bar. Hey, now, open bar. I know I'm going to be taking advantage. Uh, and food as well. So you're going to get a meal, a meal, which is great. Open bar. Hang out with us. Watch the draft. Watch our show. We cannot be any more excited about it. Thank you so much to the people at the main event for uh, helping us put this together. It's a great location. If you've never been before, highly recommend checking it out. Uh, If you're from Long Island, I hope to see you out there, and I hope to see some people travel as well. I I know we've done some events in the past there. I went to Jake Asman, did an event uh, when he was in town this year and met a lot of awesome people. We had a lot of people who traveled from like Connecticut and Jersey to come hang out with us. And that was just a random Thursday night to watch Thursday Night Football and just hang out with some Jeff fans. This is for the first round of the NFL draft. So I am so thrilled for it. As I said, it is uh, my favorite thing that we do every single year, the the draft, the live stream for the three days of the draft. And to get our in-person reaction and to have a huge Jet fan following being there and reacting with us and putting this together is is so exciting. We are really so excited about it. I'm so excited. As you can't tell, I'm I'm glowing, right? I'm smiling so big. Uh truly, it, it's it's so, so awesome and a lot of big things are happening over on the Talking Jets channel. We're adding three more shows. We're doing the in-person events. Um it's growing. 
it's growing. So I'm just really excited about what we have going on. And I hope you guys are too. So with that, thank you for letting me talk about it. Let's hop into today's episode. We will start with a trade target. So it's very obvious the New York Jets need help on the offensive side of the ball, specifically with these two positions, offensive line and wide receiver. The Jets have AVT coming back from injury and Joe Tittman, but besides that, there's a lot of question marks on the offensive line. For the Jets receiver room, they have Garrett Wilson, and then after that, it's a, well, major question mark. So the positions that get talked about the most online and just amongst Jet fans is both offensive line and wide receiver, and I think it would be wise for the New York Jets to trade for a wide receiver sure you can sign someone in free agency I just don't know what that crop will end up looking like does T Higgins Michael Pittman Jr guys like that do they hit the market what are they getting in you know in terms of their their new contract but someone else aside from Devontae Adams which is a popular trade target name is Cortland Sutton a name that I've talked about a lot as I think would be a really good fit for this New York Jets team He's a big outside receiver, 6'4", can high point the football, contested catch guy, and apparently he is if he is made available, his cost would not be that high. We're talking a day three pick. Benjamin Albright, uh, Albright I believe is how you pronounce his name, is, who covers the Denver Broncos, uh, is reporting that he believes it would be a fourth round pick. Roughly a day three pick for Cortland Sutton. And if that's the case, the Jets have two fourth round picks. If I could turn one of those into Cortland Sutton, sign me up. You know what that's reminiscent of? When the Jets flipped a fifth round pick for Brandon Marshall. Now, Cortland Sutton is not in the same camp as Brandon Marshall. He is not that same caliber receiver. He's never had a 1500 yard season, but he's coming off a 59 catch, 772 yard 10 touchdown season. The year prior had 64 catches for 829 yards, only two touchdowns. So Russell Wilson uh, did not have a very productive year, but he is someone who is just a steady, solid number two option in your system. And with Garrett Wilson, you are, you know, you don't need Cortland Sutton to take over and be your number one guy. That's what no, you know, no one's asking for that, but He's already put up some pretty nice numbers in his career. As I mentioned, 772 yards, 10 touchdowns, 829 and two the year before that. In 2021, he had 776. He played in just one game in 2020. He got hurt, unfortunately, but has been healthy besides that. We're talking 17, 15, 16 games before that, 16 and 16. Uh, His best year was 1,100 yards and six touchdowns in 2019. In his sophomore season, as a rookie, he had 704 yards. In 2019, who was quarterbacking for them? Joe Flacco. (laughs) It's always Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, and Brandon Allen were his starting quarterback. So it's not like he's always had the best quarterback, you know, the best quarterbacks. But if I could acquire, again, if you could acquire a guy like Cortland Sutton for a day three pick, I would take my chances going that route. And then you have Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Alan Lazard. I would say probably another draft pick as well. One of those draft picks as well mixed in there. 
uh, Xavier Gibson and Jason Brownlee. And now you're starting to round out that wide receiver room a little bit better because outside of Garrett, again, last year, there were some major question marks. And I hope Xavier Gibson grows and I hope Jason Brownlee grows uh, in another year and with Aaron Rodgers under, you know, under center and playing quarterback. And I hope Alan Lazard bounces back, you know, in, in 2024. But they they still need help. That That is definitely a position of need. And it's one that, again, I, I really hope the Jets can improve on because I don't want to go into next year and a year where you are trying to compete for a championship and a year where you're trying to win it all and your number two wide receiver is you're banking on Alan Lazard to bounce back with Aaron Rodgers. Can he do it? We've seen him be pretty productive with Aaron Rodgers in the past. I feel more comfortable now at this point with him being like a third or fourth option than I do a second option. Um, But that just adds another security blanket. And again, a red zone threat, which is something that the Jets have struggled so poorly with over the last few years. And again, I understand going from Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon to Aaron Rodgers should help some of these things, right? Like just the quarterback change, but also... I don't want to fully rely on Aaron Rodgers having to play superhero as much as like that's a added bonus, right? It's a bonus that Aaron Rodgers can do some of these things. It shouldn't have to be, oh, our our plan for success is going to be just have Aaron Rodgers and that's it. Like that's that's the only plan. No, that doesn't again, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But Cortland Sutton, I like that. That's that's the outside the box thinking that Joe Douglas needs to have this offseason because if he goes in and is like, okay, uh, it's going to be sign a tackle, draft a tackle, and sign a big wide receiver, and then like good good luck, the chances of that working and hitting is, is, is slim. You have to get creative, and turning a day three pick into a proven veteran wide receiver I think is just that. that is, that's the move that Joe Douglas needs to make. We've seen you know, in the past, not with necessarily with this regime, um, there's not really a good example of it with this regime and, and trading a late round pick and, you know, having that work for uh, uh, acquiring a veteran player. But we saw it with the Brandon Marshall trade. We saw them in 2009 trade for Brilliant Edwards. We saw them trade for Santonio Holmes and not, you know, I'm not talking using first round picks, but you can use some capital that's not your first or your third round pick and try to do something. And also on top of that, like I think we forget that you're probably going to get a draft pick for Zach Wilson or some sort of pick swap. So maybe it's the draft class. Isn't just, you know, your first and your third round pick in the top 100. Yeah. Maybe you're trading Zach Wilson and one of your, your other fourth round pick and trying to get back into the third round. Like, I don't know. You just have to, be able to get creative that's my plea to joe douglas uh for this offseason is the, the creativity absolutely needs to be there the second bit of news that i wanted to get into today was the jets have a new wide receiver coach sean jefferson uh is going to be the jets next uh next wide receiver coach zach Azani is the wide receiver coach currently. He has a good relationship with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson really likes him, so I'm curious to see what happens here. But Sean Jefferson is a new old wide receiver coach. What do I mean by that? Well, he was with the Jets in 2019 and 2020. And not only that, 
he was the assistant head coach or one of the assistant head coaches under Adam Gase. And I know what you're thinking is, oh, no, 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 not a Gase guy. No, we just did this. Well, he, he was well-respected in that locker room, and he has significantly more experience than Azani uh, at, as a positional coach. He was the Lions positional coach from 2008 to 2012. If you remember, they had this guy Megatron during that time. They also had, you know, some other receivers have some success there over that span. Then he went to the Tennessee Titans from 2013 to 15. Dolphins with Gase from 16 to 18. Uh, And he also spent this past year with the Carolina Panthers. And Adam Thielen, I thought, had a nice bounce back season with Carolina. So uh, Sean Jefferson has had his success in this league. And we are starting to see some minimal changes. I, they're not big enough changes that I would like to this off, uh, offensive staff, but you see like wide receiver, running back coaches turning over. The one that I really wish they would do, and they for whatever reason won't do it, is Keith Carter on the offensive line. That's the biggest one. I wish we heard like, oh, Mike Munchak is getting interviewed by the New York Jets to take over as their offensive line coach. I'll settle for Sean Jefferson. I think it's an improvement, by the way. I know some people are going to scoff at it and say, it's oh, it's not a big deal. But I think it is an upgrade, as do I think that Tony Dews is an upgrade over uh, Taylor Embry for the running back coach. But really, the thing that would get me actually excited for this and for these changes would be a change at the offensive line coach because Keith Carter, I don't think it did a very good job last year. And on top of that, they just, again, they, they need, they need more there. They need to be able to get more out of that unit because it just, again, frankly was not, not very good in 2023. Unfortunately, I wish it was better, but it just, it flat out, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I I think this is a fine move bringing in Sean Jefferson here again. Sean Jefferson, not a not a huge name, but one that I think is worthwhile to get into uh, and talk about. Let's get to the voicemails. We got a couple voicemails this week. We will first go out to Caden Smith who wants to talk NFL draft and specifically Brock Bowers. An interesting conversation I think to bring up because uh, I feel like you have a lot of people who are either all in on the idea of drafting uh, Brock Bowers or people who are so against it. Hey, Matt. Kane Smith calling from upstate New York. How are you, sir? Doing well on this fine Tuesday afternoon. Calling in again with a... You're probably going to get sick of these after a while, but another Brock Bowers lady call. It's just the thought of drafting him just really intrigues me. And I've been thinking of this for a while. And this thought process comes from the videos we saw of the draft room last year when drafting Will McDonald. So everybody, as Jets fans, all wanted to tackle. Whoever was on the board, we just wanted yep. to tackle. And with the Steelers trading off for Broderick Jones, we missed out. So in the videos that they posted, they um, t- Joe Douglas name-dropped Michael Mayer as someone who they were looking at with that option. But also from the reports we got from multiple NFL sources, we were very, very high on Jameer Gibbs. And if he was there at 15, we were going to take him. And for us looking at it at that point, it was crazy. It's like we had Brees and stuff like that coming back. We said about Michael Carter. Why are we drafting a running back? But I remember in all those reports, it was talked about weapons and the same thing like for Joe Douglas. I think you mentioned that Mayer was a weapon. So if we would consider at 15 
taking either Jameer Gibbs, who has been fantastic, or Michael Mayer, who still has a lot of great talent in the NFL because they're weapons, why wouldn't the Jets actually consider Bowers then? I've, for the longest time, have been on the thought process that because the old line is the biggest need and Joe Douglas is an O-line guy, that, okay, it's probably, like, no doubt that they're going to an O-line whoever they like most. But I don't really think we can rule out the option that they might like Bowers more or might want to pick him over the players available. I mean, I think there's a good shot that Alt and Fasan are off the board by the time um, Pick 10 rolls around. And who knows? They might not have the highest grades on Latham, Fulaga, whoever might be there. They might just see that they aren't good fits for the scheme or they just aren't high enough on their draft board. And we could go and draft Bowers because he's a weapon. I just think, it, like, especially if you could fix the O-line well in for agency, I think it just really would be a great addition just for all that he could do for the offense. And, I mean, you could still be in a position where if you could somehow do it, trade back in the first round or um, trade back in the second round to get one of those tackles in the late round. Uh, um, Jordan Morgan, Tyler Guyton are some names that just come to mind, and you could still bolster weapons and O-line at the same time. So I think we still have a lot of options, even though we have less draft picks overall. I think there's still a lot of options and avenues that the Jets could go to really improve this team in the draft. And I know it is all going to vary depending on what's happened in free agency, what we sign, and all that good stuff. But I think I think we're still in a really good position overall. So hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Go Jets. Thank you, Caden, for calling in. Much appreciated here. Uh, with Brock Bowers, that's a really interesting point that you bring up. And one that I don't think enough people talk about is how much they love Michael Mayer, which I personally, well, and Mayer and and Gibbs, I I think it would have been absolutely crazy if they took Jameer Gibbs. And I I love, I think he's an incredibly explosive player. He is so much fun. Uh, and you know it, it's going to work there with the Lions, but I I, w- I would think that would have been absolutely nuts if they ended up taking him. Mayer's an interesting one, and that because of what position he plays at tight end, and you talk about adding pass catchers, and with Bowers, he can line up in the slot. So we talk about well, if you have Garrett Wilson, and maybe you trade for another wide receiver or you sign a wide receiver and add someone else like they could use still news use another piece for you know their wide receiver trio and Brock Bowers kind of can do that like that's the that's the crazy thing and you know he gets compared to a guy like George Kittle a lot which just sounds absolutely insane because Kittle is one of the best tight ends we've ever seen play the position and the fact that we're living in a world where Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are playing in the league at the same time and you know have been so good for so long is is really an incredible thing to watch for just as a football fan but having a guy like that really makes your life easier because you know there's so much you can do with that player you can line him up in line as a tight end and have him block you can line him up as a big wide receiver and have him do things you can line him up outside if you wanted to uh, even that way, the fear or the only pushback that I would give you, and it's not me saying that I don't like Brock Bowers or that I wouldn't be excited if he was the pick. If you know, we get to draft night, and you know, all of us are there at the main event in Farmingdale, and you see my reaction, and it's Brock Bowers the pick, I'm gonna be excited and be like, okay, you got a nice pass catcher for Aaron Rodgers, a weapon. The Jets were the worst offense in the league. 
I, I like this idea. I, I'm very curious to see what they do. That would be my reaction with it. But it's very contingent on and dependent on what they do in the offensive line in free agency via trade or whatever, whatever route they go. Because with an Aaron Rodgers who's coming off an injury, especially, but even take that out of the equation just because of how bad the line's been for so long, they need to be in a spot where that line is significantly, significantly better. And they can't ignore it again. Last year, I thought they did a bad job. In training camp, I talked about how volatile the position could be. If everything They were banking on everything to click, and they needed every single thing to work in order for it to be a good unit. And unfortunately, a lot of things went wrong. Makai Becton was healthy, which I believe I said if Makai Becton's healthy, like that's a win for you. But unfortunately, he regressed. He didn't play well this year. Dwayne Brown was not healthy and was not very good when he was on the field. Lakin Tomlinson was very up and down. He had a couple good weeks, and he's had some really bad weeks last year. He had a rookie in Joe Tipman who I thought was mostly good, but you know had some rookie struggles. Elijah Vera Tucker got hurt again. Like Just a lot went wrong with that unit, and they can't be in a spot where the their careers are on the line. Both Joe Douglas's career and Robert Sala's career is on the line, and they can't go into 2024 and be in a spot where you're not playing well because your offensive line still stinks and because Aaron Rodgers got hurt and you don't have a good backup quarterback. So those are really the two big things that I think the Jets will really put an emphasis on this year and this offseason. Having a different quarterback, having a veteran backup quarterback in here uh, to back up Rodgers. If, God forbid, something happens so you don't go completely off the rails again, and to significantly improve this offensive line. Let's go to PG from uh, Long Island. Hello, Matt O'Leary. How are you, sir? PG from Long Island. It is is mock draft mania in the NFL, and the Jets have reportedly uh, uh, objected to get some compensatory picks, two or three in the uh, seventh round. Interestingly, if they had not signed Lazard and Hardman. They would have gotten some at least fifth rounders, I believe. Uh, but in fairness, if they hadn't signed them, they probably would have signed other free agents, but at least those free agents may have contributed to the team and um, may have a future. I don't think that's the case really with with uh, Lazard and certainly not Hardman, of course. So a little disappointing that, you know, adding tilt to injury with those signings. Um, but obviously uh, the, Met, the Jets have needs. Offensive line, they need blockers, wide receivers, they need pass catchers. But let me ask you this. If it comes to you know, the 10th pick and we're on the board and the offensive linemen that we wanted are gone and the receivers that we have targeted are not there, then do we look at a guy like Brock Bowers? I know there are positional considerations. Brock Bowers um, again. I don't watch I don't watch film really. Um so I don't really know much about Brock Bowers, but it seems to me like he can do a little bit of both that needs that we need. Um so I'm asking you. Oh, did he cut out there? I think he did. 
We appreciate you, PG. Thank you so much for checking in and, and talking with us here on this on this episode. It's a really, and it's funny because Caden's call is on something similar, and I think it's something that Jeff fans are really going back and forth on because they see how bad the offensive line was in 2023. And the natural reaction is to go, they got to do everything they can to fix that offensive line. And something that they can do to fix that offensive line is with the 10th pick. But if they go a different route, if they sign two tackles in free agency, if they sign a tackle and trade for one, if they're going to play AVT at tackle and sign one, like there's so many dominoes that I still think need to fall over the next, gosh, two months before we get to the draft where I could give you a better answer on how I would feel about this or just overall. And again, like I'm not going to be upset if the jets on draft night end up picking Brock Bowers 10th overall. I'm not going to be upset about it because they, they need to add more weapons too. like there's, I, I, I don't think you should be or anyone not, not, you know, PG and I'm not directing this at PG, just jet fans in general. If they pick an offensive lineman at pick 10, I've seen people who are like, they can't they can't do that. They can't pass up on this kind of a weapon. And then I've seen the other side of the aisle who are like, they, you know, it, it would be ridiculous to take a tight end when you need an offensive line this bad. And in reality, shouldn't both sides be able to see that you can make a strong case for either, Right. Like, I would consider myself more on the I'm team offensive line because of how much I like guys like Talisi Fuaga, who, if Ashanu and Alt are gone, I would be more than comfortable taking him with, with pick 10. Some people aren't, and that's okay, and that's fine. But I don't know how anyone could be like, I can't, if the Jets passed on Brock Bowers and took an offensive line, be like, how could you pass up on. You know that talent of a Brock Bowers. Well, did you watch the line last year? They were that they were that bad. So if they want to use another resource, and while it stinks that they it feels like they've used a ton of resources and money on this line, and they they haven't gotten it right yet, they still need to get it right. They got to do whatever they possibly can to get this unit correct in 2024. Because if they don't, it's going to hold them back. At the same time, while I'm say that, if they take Brock Bowers. And you're going to get the people who go, oh, it's not going to matter because of the offensive line. Well, that's also not fair because they very, very badly need more talent on this offense. They have it in Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker and Aaron Rodgers if he's healthy and Tyler Conklin. But look at the teams that have made deep runs in the playoffs and the amount of explosive talent. And you can't it can't just all be a couple of guys. You need to be able to score points in this league. They have a great defense, but they can't win every single game 17-10, 20-10. There's going to be games where it happens. Hell, we saw it in the AFC Championship game. Two great defenses and two great young quarterbacks in Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. It was a low-scoring game. But you need to be able to, to, in order to compete, you need to have a good quarterback and you need to have weapons. So I, I wouldn't be mad at it. A lot of again, a, a lot of people don't like it. So you can't possibly take the tight end, um, but I think you're 
being a little too close-minded if you're just like dismissing it because you just see the position tight end and don't look at the the player and what his impact could be on this team so anyway that's my thought on it so that's it we had a couple of calls on this one uh, a little bit light on the voicemails which is fine it's off season time not a whole lot going on it's a senior bowl we have uh we being the talking jets has uh dom c and jeremy down there uh, at the Senior Bowl. Excited to see all the clips coming up from them, so make sure to follow along uh, on our Talking Jets channel there for more coverage from the Senior Bowl. Uh, and make sure to get in on those tickets for the NFL Draft. I'm so excited for that. that they are officially launched and on sale. Uh, that's going to do it for me on this episode of Just Jets. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. Catch you next time.